So, Rob, go. That's it's warm up exercise. Yeah. Okay. You, Should you we cast it. some pod? Let's cast some pod. Do you have to sigh every single time? <laughs> Just. <laughs> It's meant to be fun, you know. We're not doing it for the money. We're not doing it for the women. I don't know what we're doing it for. Film, Ben. Never forget. Film. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag film wins. Are you going to bark all day? This is a tasty burger. I am just a figment of your imagination. Here's Johnny. You are a sad, strange little man. These guys were that. Don't fail me again. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a regular look at the wonderful world of films, film franchises and film nonsense. This week is a monthly pick and mix episode in which we look at the concession stand of film and choose from the selection of film trailers and film news for the month. This time we're looking at July 2021 and the popcorn flavour is Salted Caramel. <laughs> I was about to, I was about to remark on the on the new edition of the concession stand, which I like. We're building a cinema of the mind. Salted caramel. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll go with it's that. Like a modern a modern classic. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. So another month. We're still alive. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Um I'll start yeah. off with a se- uh, a section we'll call Podgrets and apologies. Um, I'd just like to apologise for the volume change on an episode, which I can we also apologise for the name? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I did a. I re-recorded an introduction and whispered it. It would appear, and then forgot to adjust the volume of the the intro. So yeah, that the theme music was kind of like a shotgun blast to the ear. I apologise, particularly for people who said they had to turn the volume up to hear what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. They're leaning closer to the punch. Yeah, but yeah. 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 A podlogies pod people. We're sorry. Well, Rob's sorry. I had nothing to do with that. That's true. So I'm not sorry. Yeah, well I, I don't have any podgrets or a podlogies to make. So it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it feels like a car crash in my mouth. <laughs> it's <laughs> a podlogies. Yeah, no, it's snappy. I can I can see this becoming a proper monthly feature. I mean, it is going to be for you because you're always going to want to apologize for something. Whereas you know, I have it tattooed on my neck on in Gothic script. No podgrets. Podgrets. I've had a few. Yes. <laughs> Just... Don't you hit me with a disappointed tat? What? Look, man, that's one of the more powerful weapons in my arsenal. You can't just, you can't just ask for an amnesty like that. I'll tut if I want to. I'll tut like I'm an ancient pharaoh. I came up with that. No one's ever come up with that. That's a genius line. Okay, so have you seen any interesting trailers this month, Benji? No! <laughs> no yeah, of course I have. Yeah, well, I wanted to start with 
Jackass Forever. Okay. Uh, because I I love the Jackass guys. I really do. And um, they have made me laugh consistently for many, many years. And while this one, they're all grayer and more beat up. And obviously there are fewer of them now. Ryan Dunn is no longer with us. And uh, Bam Margera is going through some troubling personal issues. And so he's not going to be in the movie either. Um so, I mean, Johnny Knoxville has stopped dyeing his hair. I didn't know that he was grey for the longest time. But, okay. uh, but so, and them being older does does matter because they're still doing the same dumb shit that, you know, that they're famous for. I mean, you got Johnny Knoxville getting hit by a bull again. And you're just like, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it still looks funny. And the uh, camaraderie between them is one of the major selling points. And there's a there's a genuine wit to the stunts that they do. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Jackass 3D was incredibly funny. Probably the best use of 3D outside of something like Hugo. Okay. Well, if you've never seen a penis in 3D, if you've never seen uh, someone shitting... You know, uh, then then you're missing out. They they even yeah, have lovely. a a dildo cannon, so you get lots of dildos flying at the screen. But you know they're pushing the medium, man, and they were treating it like the absolute gimmick it was. I mean, where is it now? Yeah, it's been, re- it's been replaced by 4DX and those sort of screenings. Yes, uh, I don't want to see what they do. It'll come back again. In, dildo cannon. It'll come back again in like. 20 years 3D will probably it's cyclical. It 50s, 80s, and the noughties or 10s, I guess. So, probably 2030, it'll uh, come back around. Yep, next time without the glasses. Yes, I'm sure that will be the thing. And that's my prediction. Future historians will, just... will listen back to this and think, huh, he was right. <laughs> Did you ever get that with 3D? That it felt like your eyes were being sort of stretched and molded. I no, I, I, uh, I think you mentioned before with 3D, I would always spend a lot of the film taking the glasses off to see if it made any difference. So, yeah, there was Jackass Forever. Uh, were there any trailers that... Uh, yes, How It Ends. Okay, I didn't see we... that trailer. See, they, this this is... Uh, you're going to have to describe this to me now. Well, I, uh, I didn't see the Jackass one, but then I've never really been interested in it. No, you don't strike me as a Jackass kind of guy, which is no, possibly uh, the nicest uh, thing I've ever said to you, yeah. 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 Uh, so how it ends is about a lady's last day on Earth, and she's accompanied by her younger self. And she's from what it appears to be from the trailer, she's sort of making amends with like her mum, her dad, who's played by Bradley Whitford from The West Wing. Um, stars Zoe Lister Jones as Liza and Kaylee Spaney as her like younger self. It just looks kind of like a like a nice indie irreverent thing. It, it seems quite interesting. Nick Kroll's in it. Uh, Finn Wolfhard. Mm. Colin Hanks, Charlie Day. Yeah. Colour me intrigued. I was intrigued by it. Yeah. yeah. It sounds pretty existential. Yeah. Yes. It's, 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 it's not like an averting the last uh, the end of the world because it is happening and it is that day. Yeah. No, that sounds good. I will yeah. watch it. Well, um, too. Uh, we have a listener request to talk about The Last Jewel. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Which listener yep. was it? Brian or Phil? Phil. Um, uh, yeah, The Last Duel starring Jodie Comer, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Adam Driver. Driver. Well, I love me a bit of Adam Driver. Kylo Ben himself. Exactly. He's awesome. Again, I think this is the one written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Again, since uh, what was the one? What was the famous one? Good Will Hunting was that them? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> them. Yeah. So Jodie Comer, again, going by the trailer, appears to be this appears to be a conflict between Adam Driver and Matt Damon in a duel. I think basically for her honor. It looks quite moody. There's lots of jousting accusations flying around. It looks very good and suitably epic. Mm. I see. I. I'm, I'm, you know, I said this, I think, last Pick a Mix or one before. I'm excited for movies again. Yeah. I'm so glad that this is just like a thing now where, it, oh, and this is coming out and this is coming out. It's it's really great. It's surprising kind of just like how genuinely energized I feel from just, I haven't even seen this trailer and you're describing it. And I thought, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, well, yeah so a... it's worth checking out. So thanks for the recommendation. But no, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it looks cool. interesting. You mentioned Finn Wolfhart. Oh, nice segue. Thank you. Actually, delayed segue. But, yeah. It's a delayed segue, but it's a segue nonetheless. Hmm. New trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife came out. Yeah. Now, I'm going to choose my words carefully. Is it because you're a massive sexist and you? Hate yeah. The last film. yeah yeah exactly i just no i just i really hate i really hate how the discussion has gone around ghostbusters in general uh i i really hated the the kind of and uh the women ghostbusters thing um and you know it wasn't a great movie but i i enjoyed it i think to be honest it's impossible to have an opinion on that film Without either even liking it, feels like you're making a political statement. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I I I enjoyed it. I mean, I you you're a massive fan of the original Ghostbusters. I think I enjoyed the first one. It doesn't really mean as much to me as it does to other people of our generation. Mm. Don't really know why, because I think I saw it when I was quite young. But yeah, it doesn't mean as much as me something like Jurassic Park, which is kind of a similar era, I guess. And the whole, you know. You know, it ruined my childhood by them remaking it. It absolutely didn't, because the film still exists. And if you don't enjoy it, you don't watch it. The I other th films are still there. I mean, yeah. the Ghostbusters 2014? Uh, 2016. 2016, okay. I thought it was perfectly good. It was enjoyable. It had a nice cast. It was funny. Yeah. I mean, the trouble with it, the, the trouble with anything is, yeah, as you said, any sort of weighing in felt like a political statement. And that was... That was very much engineered by a lot of sort of alt-right leaning pundits and everything. They sort of lent into that whole, you know, oh, it's got women in it. Women are taking our jobs, <laughs> that sort of thing. And there, there maybe was a discussion for how they kind of uh, remade or rebooted a classic or whatever. But the point being is that the discussion around it got so toxic that even the discussion about its merits or lack thereof got absolutely smothered by the hateful twats who just had a problem with it because women it feels to me with this film with afterlife 
it kind of feels like kowtowing to the worst parts of the fan base. It's the Star Wars Nine of Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's it, it, like the treatment of Rose in Rise of Skywalker was abhorrent. The, yeah. the, what they actually did with the character, they just threw her aside. You had all these people sort of fan pitching, oh, there should be one about the Ghostbusters passing the torch to a new generation and blah, blah, blah. And that seems like what they're going for this time. And I love Paul Rudd. Like, you can't not like Paul Rudd. Yeah. Um, and and the, the young cast, especially like Finn Wolfhard, he's great in Stranger Things. Um, yeah. I really liked him in the, uh, the It remake. It's got a lot going for it, but it just it just feels like the film that is is laser targeted for the worst Ghostbusters fans. And that aside, I don't like not looking forward to Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters. There's something there's something that just speaks to me about it. Mm. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is a nostalgia thing. You know, it, I just I just love the franchise. I love the kind of iconography i love all of it but i think afterlife the way it's kind of going and the the especially this latest trailer which seems to be you know it's kind of treating treating the whole thing as as mythology whereas i kind of i mean yes you know if we're if we're talking about in universe stuff they did save new york twice but i mean the, the whole joke of the second one which wasn't very good, by the way, yeah. people. You know, I mean, it's fine. It's great to see the cast. Let's not pretend it was a classic. I don't know. It it, it just doesn't kind of feel right to me. I, I don't like the sort of... It kind of got a bit of a kind of Goonies thing to it. There, there was... Egon's kind of left a bunch of stuff in this farmhouse and there's like a puzzle in the floor, some other stuff. And I, I just... I don't see Egon doing that, you know? He quite seems spores molten fungus. It seems a bit Stranger Things. Uh, this trailer, the music was nice, the effects look good, but yeah, yeah I it, mean, it, it, but it it's going really for that sort of thing. It's it's going for the nostalgia. It's going for the. It's kind of confusing the in-universe kind of legacy of the whole thing with the our universe reverence for the thing that people have. I mean, there is a certain a certain argument to be made that it's almost like, you know, what our parents did and our grandparents, when we read about it, that's like a personal kind of mythology and, you know, kids discovering what their parents did might, might kind of have that sort of feeling to it, but it, it's, hmm. I think it's the wrong tone. I think it's, it's, it's the wrong kind of approach. And I really, really don't like the mini Mr. Stapafts. I looked at those and that's just got Funko pop written all over it. Hasn't it? Probably quite a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, all different variants. Oh, look, there's one with the blowtorch. Kind of the action figures have, have sort of leaked, and it's just the remaining Ghostbusters all suited up, looking old as fuck. And I'm just like, I didn't want to see them do that, you know? I don't know. Well, I think we said before that there was this uh, treatment for one. Well, I don't know if it was ever made to a script or whether it was just somebody talking in an interview saying that there was an idea to have uh, all these different franchise Ghostbusters that the core ones from the first film had sort of franchised the Ghostbusters out. And there are lots of people all over America doing Ghostbusters in a different way. Mm. And it would be like the Saturday Night Live people, the Parks and Recreation people, um, all these yeah. different sort of sketch groups or comedy, the American office, those sort of things. 
the plot would be that the core cast had to unite all these franchises together, these franchise Ghostbusters together. And that was something quite interesting. I'd have much preferred that to this by the numbers, you know, almost fan pitched bullshit that they're going with. It does feel a bit at the behest of a fan, I say fan, but you know, that sort of hashtag released the Snyderverse. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment. I'll try and reserve judgment. It's difficult, but it just sucks having another franchise that, that is kind of not ruined because I'm not that dramatic, you know, and they haven't ruined my childhood or anything, but no. it's just, it sucks not having a new installment that you don't look forward to. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I mean, it's happened for me with Jurassic Park. I mean, Star Wars, if they keep making Rise of Skywalkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, tons of the, these franchises have just been like kind of just, I just don't look forward to the new one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, shit, dude, there would have been a time where someone said, oh, there's a new Pirates of the Caribbean and you go, hell yeah. Now you go, oh, really? I, you know, you get major franchise fatigue. Someone should do a pod about that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, I will reserve judgment. Maybe it's just weird marketing. Maybe the film is actually uh, charming in its own right. And, you know, Paul Rudd's kind of wit and, and yeah, everything shines Rudd through. What now? It does have Paul Rudd in it. It does. And that's the thing. Like, I like Paul Rudd a lot. Yeah. So anyway, so that that's our Ghostbusters podcast. Uh, tune in next week where we discuss the video game. Actually, about the video game. Did you ever play the Ghostbusters video game? Nope. Briefly, it was kind of written by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd. They kind of got, you know, the original cast and they voiced themselves and, yeah. and did all this thing. And, you know, a lot of people said, oh, it's the Ghostbusters 3 that we should have had. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the things in it were just recreating things from the first movie. So you you battled Slimer again. You go to the Cedric Hotel and you get Slimer back and you have to fight Mr. Stay Puft. And that's fine because it's like play through the iconic moments. Yeah. But it was warmed over, you know, leftovers. <laughs> it was warmed up leftovers in terms of in terms of what what it actually was. It did have an original story, you know, it had it had uh, a new supernatural bad guy, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's like they haven't made a good Ghostbusters since the first Ghostbusters. You know, I mean, I, I enjoyed the Ghostbusters video game for what it was. But it's like they just, they even they couldn't recreate the magic, you know, with the sequel. But, you know, anyway. Rob, can you stop leaving me to like just <laughs> keep doing that? And it's mean. Sorry. Uh, Pixar, or Disney Pixar. No, shut up. I don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, trailer for Turning Red. Turning Red? Yep. Yes, I Which... did. I saw the announcement for that. I didn't actually see the, uh, the trailer. What, when you sit down and rap about it? No. Okay. I meant, like, you know, talk about it. Oh, okay. I was just um, being, like, cool in the 90s. Last time people enjoyed the Ghostbusters. Ooh, snap. No, that's not true, because I enjoyed the more recent one. A bead climb down. I know. Rob, you need to be more... Just be more confident with what you're saying. Say it. 
say that Ghostbusters is rubbish. I don't give a shit. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's for a lot of people. A lot of people are much more attached to it than I am. I enjoyed mm. the most recent one. I thought it was good. Okay, so Turning Red is the next film from Disney Pixar, uh, which seems to focus on a girl who, when she gets stressed, turns into a giant red panda. Yep. And the teaser trailer showed her turning into a panda and trying to change back. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde puberty type thing. Considerably cuter than Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in terms of top 10 cutest animals, I mean, red pandas are up there, aren't they? Yeah, maybe. Well, you don't like red pandas? I like a pangolin. Who invited you? This then uh, did the YouTube thing of playing another video, uh, like a, or another trailer straight after for Sing 2, which I don't know if was that was released this month, but I watched that because I really enjoyed Sing. I and liked the trailer. The trailer for Sing 2 looks all right. They're going hmm. to a talent contest. Wasn't the first so it has a sort of contest? similar mix of animals and uh, and sort of popular chart tunes. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first one, so I'll hopefully really enjoy the second one. He did say at the beginning it's from the same people who did uh, Secret Life of Pets and Minions, so hopefully that won't put you off. <laughs> yeah, if you struggle through that. Secret Life of Pets was okay. I didn't see the sequel. Um, no, it wasn't. Are there any more trailers? Uh, I've got a reaction trailer, which I don't usually go for. Uh, I don't really understand the point of reaction trailers. This was a reaction to Free Guy, uh, mm-hmm. starring Deadpool and Korg. Yes, yes. I mean, Deadpool's first official MCU appearance, kind of. Oh, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. 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 I like how Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool... One of the just, same. Yeah, they're damn near inseparable now. And it's very much, you know, a marketing ploy. Dude, I love a bit of Deadpool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, him him sat there and, and Korg and everything. I did see that. I liked it. I like the line. I like the line about this looks fun in the last uh, last days of Fox Fire Sale kind of way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, reaction reaction trailers are, are one of the oddest things. I I guess maybe you know there are some people who are incredibly entertaining with their reactions, and but I just the falseness of it gets to me. Uh, you know when you have like uh, view uh, videos of like people. I know there were people weeping. Uh, at the Force Awakens trailer, and it's just like I've never, I've never felt that emotionally invested in trailer. Granted, I spent about three hours talking about the Ghostbusters trailer, but like, <laughs> I wasn't doing that on camera, and I wasn't weeping. But you have talked about it on a recorded medium that then goes off into the ether forever. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like oh, check it out, this guy reacting to the thing, you know. And so oh, this is the first time. Can't wait. Let's just kick it off. And then me watching and going, oh my god, oh my god. I don't maybe know. Just maybe it's kind of affirming how you feel about a certain trailer or something. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think there's that much of a line between uh, reaction trailers and recording podcasts about films. I think there's not a really. Thing. Shut up. Right now. Okay. <laughs> something which is uh developing you've heard the whole scarlett johansson thing right yes scarlett johansson is suing disney over lost revenue because disney released black widow uh on disney plus at the same day they released it in cinemas so and as her as her kind of fee was tied into 
box office points, she's claiming that she's lost money on the whole thing. And then, unrelated, but seemingly spurred on by the whole thing, Gerard Butler is now suing, uh, is it New View slash Millennium Films? New Image, Millennium Films, for lost profits over, uh, suing over Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah, so he's suing for that. And, I mean, before I launch into a thing, how do you feel about the whole thing? I've not read the article, but I believe Emma Stone is as well for um, Cruella. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. Whether, I don't know whether she is, whether whether that's that she may consider. It's not. It's not been like a statement like there was for Scarlett Hansen. No. So, what's um, what's your takeaway on this? Well, a contract's a contract. I mean, Disney are a massive studio. It's not like she's trying to take a little indie to court over it. No. It does make me wonder about all the other um, things that went straight to that, like the like Mulan and uh, the Pixar ones that would have gone into uh, the cinema but went straight to streaming, like Soul mm. and uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. All things like the Mitchells versus the Machines that were supposed to be released in cinemas and got picked up by Netflix. There was a similar thing at the end of last year when Warner Brothers released Wonder Woman 1984 to cinema and streaming but I'm fairly sure and this is just sort of like reaching for stuff I may have read back in December I'm fairly sure they paid off Patty Jenkins and uh, Gargadot oh really I think so that might be totally wrong but I think there may have been some sort of financial implication or, or changing of contract wow Oh, yeah, I just looked this up. Emma Stone weighing options amid Scarlett Johansson Disney lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in in one way, yes, a contract is a contract. And, and, and if you break that, then you deserve not to get punished, but to to kind of, you know, you breach the contract. That's That's how these things work. I mean, but on the one hand, I can't help but feel, you know, these are obscene amounts of money. Yeah. that are being talked about you know a fraction of which someone could live on for an entire lifetime but so on the have... one hand i've got no sympathy whatsoever but on the other hand i do feel that someone like disney you know they they need to be shown that they can't just get away with whatever well also isn't uh scarlett hansen is is she the highest paid paid actor in the world uh certainly one of them so maybe she's trying to in some way set a precedent or change contracts because I think I think contracts change for streaming for for acting in terms of residuals for streaming now. Because mm. um, like I think if you start in a sitcom in the nineties and you're on streaming, you make a lot more money than if you're in a sitcom from the twenty uh, tens and it's on oh, streaming. Really? I believe so. Mm. Um, because they've I think contracts have changed now to sort of almost anticipate future technologies. Yeah. This is like half understood, half remembered stuff. No, that's, that's. I don't quite... know how much of this is true, but, but um, well, if she can take if she can take them to court and then it works in her favour, and then they change contracts going forward, um, then fair enough. It would take someone like her or you know, yeah, you know, a, a big sure. movie star to have the clout to do it. And then um, it's, it's it's like the disclaimer at the end of every film, but this is not based on anyone. You know, living or dead, that was because of a court case from early Hollywood. Mm. So these things do change 
you know the the way things are done. I tell you what, any sympathy? I, I mean, I didn't have any sympathy for Disney anyway. They're a, they're an insanely huge corporation, and you know they just do whatever. Well, they do have, I guess, a lovable mascot, which makes them seem sort of quite cute. Yes, well, but did you see their statement? Because they're playing really dirty with the whole... It was something like, how dare you in a time of COVID? Yeah, so they said, they countered this by saying they, uh, they the, the, the jewellery strategy had, quote, significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she received to date. So disclosing her payment, which again, you know, that's a gross amount of money. That's insane. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's also gauche to mention certain payments. In a strongly worded statement, it said that her legal... <laughs> it said her legal action was especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Which is such bullshit. That's trying to get people on board with the kind of the, no. I mean that is that is some serious down and dirty stuff, right? Right. Anything else? Nope. The new film from Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Keke Palmer, and Stephen Yeun. So yes, all they've released is a really sinister-looking poster, and not much yeah. is known about it. Uh, the poster and describing it sounds just weird, as in not threatening. The poster is of like a dark cloud hovering over a small town with some bunting floating down from the cloud. And it's really affecting the poster. It does look quite dark and foreboding. It does. I mean, it, it got my attention. And I love it being called Nope. So there's not really I, much to, else to say. Yeah, about it, but yeah, it looks yeah, interesting. It's an interesting looking poster. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's not much you can do about that. We're obviously using the audio medium of the podcast to describe a visual thing like a poster. But, you know, we're reacting to it. Whoa, look at that poster. Oh, it's so scary. Oh, I love the font they've used. For... How do you think you pronounce it? How how do you think you go to the cinema and, and you ask for a ticket? How how are you going to pronounce nope? Well, you think it would be some sort of like hilarious who, who's on first. Can I have a ticket? <laughs> nope. Yes, please. <laughs> Yeah, can you tell me what films are showing now? Nope. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Jordan Peele, man. I I, I wasn't as big a fan of Us, uh, but he's awesome. And uh, I will watch anything he does. In a previous episode, we talked about how excited I was for the film The Green Knight. Uh, or yes. It might be just Green Knight. Uh, and then it was pulled from the UK release like two days before it was going due to be released to cinemas. Yeah, and how about since that? Since then, nonsense? it's gone gone on to get really, really good reviews. Yeah, a shame, but they've not sort of said because initially, initially, it was rumored that Netflix were going to uh, show it, but that hasn't happened. I think it's going to be released later in the year, but it was a bit of a shame. Yeah, it was weirdly cloak and dagger the way they did it as well. They just just, just pulled all promotional things and just went, you know, nope, <laughs> and uh, and and that was it. Yeah, like I'm, uh, yeah. I was I was really looking forward to that, and I still look forward to. It. I'm sure it will be out later in the year. But it's just, it seemed odd. Why, why pull it from release now? Is it because cinema numbers aren't bad? Because with the Green Knight, I imagine that's probably 
it's more niche than your blockbusters, yeah. isn't it? So I don't know. It does seem it does seem very odd. Maybe they just wanted kind of positive word of mouth coming from but still it feels That's a weird way to do it. Yeah, exactly. Green light update. We'll be giving that each month until it's out. It'll be out like next month now. We we probably won't. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to have pod grits and pod sorries or whatever the... What was it called? Pod grits and a podlogies. Oh, yeah. That's a podlogies. Uh, you know, we can have Green Knight update. It still is now. See you next month. Richard Donner died. Richard Donner. He's made some of my favourite movies. And uh, he he just he died, and that was sad. Uh, you know, we'd, we'd mentioned the Goonies before. He did Superman, Lethal Weapon. You know, uh, just end of an era. And if you haven't seen the uh, Donna cut of Superman Two, you absolutely should. It is a superior film. Hmm. So. So yes, look look out for the Richard Donner cut. But yeah, and he was a good producer as well. I mean, Donner and Shula did the X Men movies up until maybe X Men Origins. I don't know, okay. but you know, they he was kind of hands on with the whole thing. And I mean, the dude practically invented the modern superhero take. Anyway, he he took Superman and actually. You know, he, he he had some of the sort of comic book fun in there, but he, he took it seriously. And and I think that genuinely inspired Tim Burton to take Batman as seriously as Tim Burton could manage. Um, you know, it, it, it looking for that sort of more genuine take on the whole thing rather than just treating it like, you know, just a popcorn munching affair. And I still think, you know, despite... The effects, obviously. I still think the first Superman movie really holds up in terms of character work and things like that. It's great. So, so yeah, that's sad. Uh, did you hear that Lucasfilm have hired a well, a YouTuber called Shamook? Uh, is this the person who did a what are they called deep fake of? Yes, slight. Well, no, not slight. Spoilers. For the Mandalorian, uh, season two. So just, just yeah. keep ahead about. What the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> I just got lost it all now. Lucas, oh yes, Lucasfilm hired a, a YouTuber. Yes, for so videos. so he was, he is a a professional video artist guy. He isn't just like a YouTuber, but obviously the headline. Uh, the professional doesn't quite have the same ring to it as yes, yeah as a YouTuber. As YouTuber. Um, but he's done some genuinely impressive work. Uh, he he puts Harrison Ford in Solo, a Star Wars story. Okay. He uh, yeah he redid uh, Luke in the Mandalorian. He uh, did Tarkin in Rogue One. Okay. And they're more impressive than what. Disney could manage. You know, I always had a, a, a. It's very, very weird at the end of Rogue One for me to see Tarkin and Leia. Yeah. Because there's something really off about it. 
and uh, and he manages to sort of correct that. So I mean, you know, there are still problems with it. You can still tell, obviously, it's it's CGI and everything, but like he 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 did a better job with, I assume, more limited tools. So now he's been hired by Lucasfilm. Maybe he can sort of solve that issue that they have because uh, it's it's never looked it's never looked great, has it? I mean, I wish they'd stop using the old characters, but I don't think they're going to anytime soon. So it's better that it's done right. So help us, Shamrook. You're only uh, you are only hope. Nice. Thank you. Uh, I don't have anything else to say, Rob. I'm 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 done with July. It's been it's been warm. Been, and no, it's not been unseasonably warm because it's July. It has been very warm. Yeah, and humid. It's been like walking through soup. It's not pleasant. And this month's soup is Mulligatawny. See, that was, was like a thing riffing on what you said at the beginning. Isn't it? I, I got it, I got it. Okay, just checking. Oh, Recommendations. I will go for Ted Lasso season two on Apple, which isn't film, but it's really, really good. I'd go for that as well. I've been watching uh, that and Mythic Quest, but Ted Lasso, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I, I got through the first series in about two days. That's good guy. And yeah, and then then now I'm on a weekly thing with everyone else. Which I didn't want to be because I really hate waiting a week for new episodes. <laughs> like the but episodes. I, yeah, but I can't help it. It's it's so watchable, so funny, and uh, I agree with this overall message. I think kindness and everything is contagious, and I think that you can have a hugely positive effect on people just with optimism. So, yes, I would I would recommend that as well. I've been really enjoying that. And Mythic Quest. I mean, neither of these things really need too much of a boost. It's not as if they're struggling TV shows. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's on Apple TV Plus, I think is the official name. Okay. Uh, so, so you know, that might be another streaming service that people just, you know, can't make room for. But Ted Lasso is, is something special. Uh, Rob, mm-hmm. you're talking about the Ballad of Anna Mary. Now, I didn't want to give too much promise. Um, well, because I said that you were right. I mean, that's not the only reason I want to talk about it. Um, but... Yeah, so you, you recommended it uh, a few pick and mixes ago, possibly our first pick and mix. And yeah. I finally got around and I've listened to the first two episodes, and it's really, really good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. So, it's, uh, if you, I mean, I recommending no turkeys. Go on, talk about it yes. more and say how I was right. Well, well, I I can't remember who recommended it to me, but um, no, it's don't. It, it is, it's good. It's it's got some great uh, sound effects and uh, songs and great voice acting. So it's a pirate story, like a musical as well. Um. And it's really good. Um, I don't know if you tend to go for, I guess, story podcasts. But if you do, then definitely listen to it. And if you don't, then give it a try because it is really good. Mm. 
genuinely great songs as well. Some of them I've had stuck in my head for a while. Lawrence is a talented dude, and uh, and the whole Long Cat team are all genuinely lovely, talented people. They're sort of annoyingly talented. Where you just like, oh, okay. can you leave some for the rest of us? It's kind of annoying. Now, <laughs> you know, just act and sing. Oh, just toss off a masterpiece. Why not? Who gives a shit? It, it it is kind of irritating. In fact, fuck them all. <laughs> fuck Long Cat Media. Fuck Ghostbusters. <laughs> I know. I'm just I <laughs> up with my mood today. I'm I'm just <laughs> I'm just turning on the time. <laughs> Ben's jealousy aside, yeah, the Ballad of Anna Mary is definitely worth listening. And once I finish with that, I will check out the Mockery Manor one they did, I think, last year. I think there's a new season of that coming soon as well. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. I sound like I'm be I'm I'm sort of part of the thing. We haven't been paid for this. I don't have much else to recommend outside of that. Nope. Um I recommend people take care of their mental health, and I mean that quite sincerely as well. Check up on yourself every so often, so you're not getting too snowed under with things. Just a little positive message I want to put out there. Rob, outro us, man, because I'm talking absolute shit. Not the mental health thing; that's genuinely important. But like, just in general, this is what happens when I'm just left to my own devices. This is this is what happens. If the podcast was just me, it would be seven hours long, and it would be just incomprehensible. And it would end in a lawsuit. Quite probably, you need to rein me in, man. The, the, the fucking tiger shouldn't be asking for the cage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for your time, and thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email, just email ben at thepopcornbucket.com. You can find no, us on Instagram at popcornbucketpod. Don't pull that shit. You can find us on Instagram at Popcorn Bucket Pod or over on Twitter at Popcorn Bucket PD. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Thank you so much to Lawrence Owen of Long Media for the theme music. Many thanks. Take care and see you next episode. Yes. Catch you next time. Catch phrase you next time. <laughs>